Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God, we thank you so much again for this time that we have to spend with you, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord God, that Holy Spirit will continue to be here with us, O oh Lord. Let your Holy Spirit minister to every single listener that is out there today, O oh Lord God. I pray that you prepare the hearts and the minds and the spirits of those that are listening, O oh Lord God, to receive and to understand your words here today, O oh Lord God. Bless us, keep us, and watch over us, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will, for your honor and your glory and your praise, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Again, welcome to Genesis 1. I'm glad you could join us here today. Uh, This is another day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Praise God. Did you ever feel like things are just heating up around around here and that things are indeed different? You know, many people I speak to, you know, feel like that there's, like they say, kind of like a, a rubber band that's just being stretched and stretched and stretched and that it's about to burst. Some say like a balloon that's just filling up with air and sooner or later it's going to burst open. Indeed, things are, are, are changing. Things are not the way they used to be. And all of us feel it, okay? Those in the body of Christ, of course, and those that are even in the world, they can feel and sense that things that are going on. Things that are happening in the world, things happening in the country, things happening within the state, within your county, within your municipality, wherever you are in your neighborhood, things are indeed changing. And it's not always for the best, but we know that Jesus Christ is Lord, God is in charge, and we look forward to what God has in in store for all of us, and so we do not fret. But there is obviously a change that's going on, and, and things sometimes don't seem to be getting better, but because, you know, part of the problem is that things that are right uh, we, we're told are wrong, okay? And things that are wrong, we are told it's okay and it's all right, you know, to, to just live with it. You know, spiritually, things are heating up and it's getting warmer around here, okay? Spiritually, things are heating up and it's getting warmer. We live in a world of political correctness. We live in a world of virtue signaling, cancel culturing, and, and wokeness. I mean, that's a sermon unto itself, that wokeness, but I won't go there, there today. But we live in a world of computers and, and social media. Thanks to the computer and the Internet, the world is indeed getting smaller and smaller, and it's becoming more and more deceptive. It's getting more deceptive. The computer is a wonderful thing. It can do wonders for us in medicine and science, you know, and even with the Word of God. The computer is helping to get the Word of God around across the world. But also with that, the computers are making um, deception to be so, so readily available and so perverse in our lives today. And we see that happening all over the place. Computers and social media are defining who we are, you know, and we have to be so careful of that because computers and social media, it, it, it drives our train of thought. It, it, it helps us to form opinions. And that's why we need to make sure that we are well versed in the word of God, that we're, we're comfortable with Holy Spirit speaking to us because there's so much deception that is out there today. Things that are acceptable to one or a small group of people become acceptable to others. And so it spreads around the world. All it takes is one individual, it almost seems, and then that one individual is able to spread whatever that person's uh, uh, idea is to other other people. And though those groups of people may be small, but if they're vociferous, if they're they're loud enough and, and have access, you know, to media and, and other things there to to get their point across, it becomes so appears to be becoming so widespread. Whereas actually, it's just the thinking or the agenda of a handful of people. But this is the world that we live in today. And computers and the internet help to drive that. The social media help to drive that, you know. And so it also spreads into the Christian community and into the body of Christ. We are not immune from what's going on out there today. You know, we're not blind. We're not deaf. You know, it's impossible to walk through this world and not hear and not be touched by things that are going on around us, even though we are children of God. But we have to make some decisions. We have to make sure that we are are well informed in, in terms of the word of God. We can't be just uh, being, we can't let ourselves be driven by every single whim, every single thought, every single idea, every single agenda that is out there, because this is how it gets into the body of Christ if we're not careful. None of this, I say to you, saints of God, none of this is happening by chance or by coincidence. There is indeed a plan in action, and it's getting warmer around here. It's getting warmer. Okay, this isn't happening by chance. There's a plan. Okay, and this plan has been going on for a long time, for a very long time. Okay, and the understanding of where it all began will help us to grasp what is going on. That's what I want to talk about here today. 
understanding what is going on will help us to, 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 to feel and understand what's happening and not get so and feel so perplexed when we see things changing and going in the direction that they are sliding in. Okay. We look in the, the direction that they're going and we, if we in, in the natural, in our own heads, try, try and figure out and try and prognosticate where things are going, we arrive at the wrong conclusions. Okay. As human beings. So we have to make sure that we are being guided by the word of God. But it's important that we understand, though, where this agenda started. And, and I mean, it's, this is something that just didn't start last year or five years ago or 10 years ago or, or with the, in, within the last generation. Let's say okay, it's, it's, it happened a long time ago. And that's what we want to talk about today. And as always with life, we can trace it all to the Bible. The word of God, we can trace it all there. Everything in life, everything that we are dealing with today can be traced and, and traced to the Bible and can be discussed. Oh, my gosh, is it covered and discussed in the Bible? OK, in such an extraordinary fashion. And if we can guide ourselves into let Holy Spirit guide us into the word of God, we can see why things are the way they are and what we need to do as Christians, as children of God, to move into the future. OK, because God is indeed he's still in charge. OK, and today we're going to look at where it starts, where, where this plant that's in action today, where it all started. And it started right there in the garden. OK, so with that, why don't we go to Genesis three? Genesis chapter 3, verse uh, number 1. Genesis 3, verse number 1. Okay? And as usual, now would be a good time to say, if you don't have your Bible, why don't you pause for a moment and run and get your Bible, a piece of paper, pencil, or marker or something, bring your Bible back. It's always good to have the Word of God here so that you can read what's going on and not just take my word for it. I want you to read it for yourself. Highlight your Bible, mark it up so the Holy Spirit can bring these scriptures back to you um, as appropriate and as you might need. Amen? Amen? So go into Genesis 3, verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Okay, there he is right there. He's planting that seed of doubt. You know, Eve knew what God had told her. God told her, don't eat of that tree. He, she knew. But right away, the devil wants to plant that doubt. And that's what he starts off. Even he does that to us today. He still does that today. We will hear something out there and then we'll compare it to the word of God and say, oh, no, that's when that, that is not what God is saying. That is not what God is intending. And then the devil will whisper in your ear, oh, is that true? Is that what God really, really meant? Are you sure that initiative, are you sure that agenda is really against the word of God? Okay, are you sure killing children is something that is really against the word of God? Okay, are you sure that there aren't more than two sexes? Is this what the Bible teaches? Okay, are you sure it isn't okay for men to be with men, women to be with women? Are you sure? So the devil will today even try to plant that spirit of doubt in your mind. So he said, is that what God said? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Now here he is contradicting the word of God. Okay. You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, underline that in your Bible, and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Okay, so there it is right there in the garden. Okay, right out the box. The devil in the form of this serpent is twisting, twisting man's mind in the form of Eve. And then, of course, Adam. All right. And he said that and she said that. She, she followed what he said because he held out a shiny object, okay, that piece of fruit. It says there that it was pleasant to the eyes, right? And the devil still does that today, right? And the things that we are reading, that we hear about out there, that's in the news or whatever, or maybe some other human being will say to you, okay, there'll be something dangled in front of you that will make it seem like it's okay for you to disobey the word of God. Is that shiny object, okay? And that's why the word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't go by what we see, what our five senses perceive. The word of God stands in our lives, and that's what it should do. It should stand firm in our lives and not let ourselves be, um, uh, be, be taken off of that by someone or something or some event being dangled in front of us as a shiny object where it is pleasing to the eyes, okay? All right, all right. 
You may be in a position in your job that's a, a good job. Maybe you're looking for something else that's a little bit better, okay? And you're praying about it. You're praying for a different job. And then out of nowhere, it seems, you know, someone may come to offer you a position, you know, and all of the benefits and the this and the that is, oh, my gosh, more money, okay, less hours work. Your benefit, medical benefits would be so increased, and you'll have this and you'll have that, okay? But maybe that's not the job for you. Okay. God may have something else in mind for you. All right. What will happen is that that person will make that offer and will will dangle that shiny object, will put that fruit in front of you so that to the point that all of that money, the additional money, the benefits and everything, less less time working and all ben- all holidays paid for, you know, a lot of time off. That's that shiny fruit. That's that shiny fruit that, that will be pleasant to your eyes. Right. And if you're not careful, you'll fall, you'll fall for it and you'll grab that fruit and you'll take that job. And that may not be the position that God wants for you. Amen. So we have to hold on and make sure that we're doing what God wants us to do. OK, so the serpent there, as we, you know, it winds up being our um, if we go. Let's not let me not jump. Let's go down to uh, Genesis three, verse number 14. OK, Genesis three, verse number 14. Okay, and it says there, 14 and 15, we're going to read. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art, you know, in, in bringing and uh, helping Adam and Eve to go astray here or leading them to go astray. God says in verse 14, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel okay now of course he's talking about the seed being jesus christ so we see there in verse number 14 that the serpent is cursed and this is where war is proclaimed between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent and we know that 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 war indeed you know went on into the to the uh, leading up to the birth of jesus christ the devil tried to have him killed off by herod killing every child under two two years of age trying to calculate where jesus was and where jesus was being born okay because he wanted to kill him out so 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 the plan of the devil right there before jesus even started walking in his ministry the devil wanted to get him out of the way okay so you see so so this is where the battle started said that it's enmity enmity between the seed of the woman jesus christ okay and the serpent and the devil so that's where the war had started and since then things have indeed been heating up and did you ever notice that 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 things are 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 are, um that the war indeed is continuing very much right here on planet earth because that's where it started right there in the garden things that are acceptable to one or a small group of people become acceptable to others and so it spreads around the world no one is allowed to disagree or to think for themselves we see that happening today. Okay, there's one way of thinking. One way of thinking. It spreads into the Christian community and into the body of Christ. None of this is happening by chance or by coincidence. As I said, it is a plan that has been put in action a long time ago. Okay, and we see that we see that as we uh, as we go forward uh, in this message, you'll see that where it's been clearly spelled out to us where. Um, uh, 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 this agenda just started and it continues on today because the word of God said that there will be friction. There'll be this enmity between the two, between good and evil. It is the outcome of this enmity that there is a continual warfare between grace and corruption in the hearts of God's people. All right. Let me say that again. It's because of this enmity, the outcome of this enmity and enmity that there is continual warfare between grace and corruption in the hearts of God's people. Satan, by their corruption, whips people, sifts them, and seeks to devour them. That's what he wants to do. Through all sorts of corruption, we see that happening all around us today. And that corruption can spread into our, into us, us in the body of Christ, if we're not careful to make sure that we are listening and looking to the word of God for direction. Okay? Heaven and hell, light and darkness, Satan and a sanctified soul can never be balanced or be made equal. Simple as that. Light and darkness is like oil and water. They cannot be reconciled and become one. Simply cannot. Heaven and hell cannot be reconciled and become one. It's just it's impossible. It's impossible. But the devil uses these sort of deceptions and these agendas to sift us, okay, and, and winding up trying, trying to devour us. There is a continual struggle between the wicked and the godly in this world. And we can see that around us also. Sometimes it's very, very subtle. Sometimes it's right there in your face. 
right? But we have to realize that this is all by design. It's not by accident that this is happening, okay? And because of the fact that we know that, you know, what's that expression? To be to be for, uh, forewarned is to be forearmed, all right? So therefore, if we know what the story is, then we don't wind up falling prey to what the enemy is trying to do. The devil works nonstop in efforts to deceive and to intimidate us. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, verse number 1. 1 Peter 5, verse number 1. Thank you, Jesus. Peter 5, verse number 1. Thank you, Jesus. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, money, not for money, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being ensamples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, Jesus, when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away, that fades not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. All right. Now, that's a, a, a dynamite statement right there. Humble yourselves before uh, under the almighty that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Okay. So because of what's going on around us in this day and time, okay, first of all, remain humble, you know, keep that humility going in yourself, knowing that, that, that you cannot win this thing by yourself. You cannot win this thing, overcome whatever's going on in your life. You can't win it by yourself. That it's only my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that can, that can bring me out of this. Okay, I have these tensions going on at work. I have these things going on in the community. I have this this issue, a financial issue. Maybe it's an infirmity issue, a sickness issue. Humble yourselves and realize that, Lord Jesus, I need you to come into my life now to help me with this situation because I can't deal with it. Okay, and cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you in verse number seven. Okay, don't try to carry that burden on your back, saint of God. Okay, don't try to carry that burden. You're not strong enough. Okay, you're not strong enough to do that. Okay, the Lord has mighty big shoulders. And plus, he's telling us, give me your cares. Okay, cast it upon me. He is far better equipped to carry anything that you have going on in your life than you are. So why are you struggling? Why are you struggling with the burdens that you have? Give it to the Lord. Okay, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. Okay, and he goes on to say in verse number eight, be sober, be vigilant, meaning be watchful, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in, in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Okay, so you're not you're not in whatever you're going through by yourself. There are other Christians out there that are going through similar things as you. Don't think that you are the only one without a job. Don't think that you are the only one who are having hassles on your job. Don't think that you are only the only one that's struggling with infirmity. Don't think that you are the only one that, that, that that's wrestling you know, with a compulsion to be involved in things that you shouldn't be involved in. There are other saints of God out there, okay? And that's one reason, by the way, why, why we as Christians gather together in a worship service, in a church, in a local church, so that we can fellowship one with the other. And that we can meet other people, meet other brothers and sisters that are also sharing a similar, a similar uh, experience that you might be going through. You'd be surprised. I've seen it happen so many times over the, over the many, many, many years that I've been in ministry. You know, where two people will all of a sudden strike up a conversation after the message was given and so forth. And, and they'll, they'll be talking and then invariably they'll wind up saying, gee, you know, I experienced that same thing. You know, I had that same thing going on. You know, it was just six months ago. It was just last year. I had that same thing going on. And this is what I did. I did this. I did. And the Lord instructed me. The Lord instructed me. And sometimes during that conversation, one Christian will wind up witnessing to the other. Okay. And it may even be, be a prophetic witness that may be going on. Holy Spirit may be guiding one saint of God to, to minister to another saint of God in the same church, after the same church service, where there's an issue that was being discussed that one of them is going through and didn't realize that this other saint of God had a similar experience. 
Okay, so 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 verse number nine: resist fast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in our brethren that are in the world. So you're not in this by yourself. More importantly, the Lord is with you. Okay, but the the what I want to really focus on is verse number eight: that in this time that we're in right now, in this time that we're in, okay, with so much un, uncertainty and so much unpredictability, okay. You know, so many things that are kind of up in the air and we feel this rubber band tightening and tightening like it's about to snap. We need to, verse 8, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, make no mistake, the devil is your adversary. It started back in the garden. Okay, what did God say to that serpent? Said there shall be enmity, okay, between her seed and, and your seed. Okay, so that is, it, 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 was, it was established then. And it's continuing right now. Make no mistake, the devil is your enemy and he's against you. He doesn't want to see you come to the Lord. He wants to see you fail. If he could, as a matter of fact, he would want you to bow down and worship him. The same thing he said to Jesus in those, uh, after he was tempted, after Jesus was tempted in the desert, after the 40 days of being in the wilderness there. Okay, he said, Jesus, just bow down for me. He bowed down to me. He said, if you are the son of God, trying to plant that doubt in Jesus' mind, Jesus knew full well who he was. He knew full well he was the son of God. He was God. Okay. Okay. So he said, if you be the son of God, then bow down to me and I will give you this and I will give you that. Okay. Well, well, that mantra hasn't changed for the devil. He says the same thing to you right now. He's saying it to you. Okay. And, and how he's saying it to you is, is, is when it comes to you in the form of why don't I not do or not wait on God? Why don't I not do what God is telling me to do? And why don't I follow this other step? Because this other step will be more fruitful for me. Okay. If I do that other thing that God is not telling me to do, then that will be more fruitful to me. That's you bowing down to Satan. Okay. You're bowing down because you are agreeing to go along with him. And that's what the devil wanted Jesus to do. Agree and go along with him. Okay. So remember there, it says there, be vigilant, be sober and be, vigil be vigilant. Okay. That means being watchful, being on God, being aware of what is going on. Okay. There's an agenda that's going on out there. Okay, and, and, and you, you are not exempt from it. It will come to your very doorstep. We have so many people these days that are canvassing, going around the neighborhood, trying to sell this and trying to sell that. You make sure you be vigilant about that. God doesn't want you spending your hard-earned money on foolishness and on frivolous things. Okay, you, you, you be watchful, be vigilant about those sellers, those solicitors that come to your doorstep even. What are they selling? Okay, is that is that in line with God's plan for your life? Would God want you wasting money on that particular thing? Okay, or whatever it is that they're trying to sell at the door. Okay, all right, so be vigilant, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Interesting how the word of God says, as a roaring lion. It doesn't say that the devil is a roaring lion. He says he walks about as a roaring lion. Okay, and why does a lion a real lion. Why does a real lion roar? It's to intimidate. It's to intimidate. A, a lion roars if you are in, in, infringing upon his territory. It's to scare you, let you know, hey, you know, you're, you're getting too close to what is mine. Okay. Well, the devil wants to just intimidate you about everything that's going on in your life. He wants to make you think that, gee, if you go down this path, if you follow what God is telling you to do, roar, this is what's going to happen. You're going to fail. You won't have food. Your wife's going to leave you. Your husband's going to leave you. Your children are this. Your children are that. Your job's going to dry. Whatever it is, he's roaring. When you become fearful in your life, when you become, when you feel threatened by something that's going on in your life, be it infirmity or sickness or disease or whatever, that's the devil roaring. If you're feeling fear, that's the devil roaring because you are beginning to think that you're going to fail. You're going to not succeed. You're going to succumb to this disease or whatever it is that's going on. That's not a good thing. He's roaring. If you're feeling fear, he's roaring at you because he's trying to intimidate you. So you need to be vigilant. You need to be sober. Need to be on guard for what he tries to do. But says that why does he roar? Because he's seeking to see who he can devour. You don't want the devil devouring you. Okay? You don't want to be devoured by the devil. Right? And this is what we see happening in this day and age with so many things that are going on around us. If you listen to the news and you get upset by what you hear going on, or there's a genesis that's going on, you feel threatened by them. Okay, what did God say about your life? What did God say about moving forward in Christ Jesus? So these things are not going to become a threat to you. They're not going to harm you in any way if you continue to follow what God tells you to do. What does the word of God say? A thousand may fall at your left, a thousand may, may uh, fall on your right, but you will be, be uh, uh, okay because it shall not come nigh thy dwelling. Okay, all right? 
Now, now, so, and, and this is what happens in our lives because, you know, again, we're being, we're being deceived on many fronts and we, we computers, social media, news media. Uh, and, and so, you know, they, they're throwing so much at us that if you aren't careful, then you'll become frightened by that roar. You'll become frightened by that roar. God is indeed in charge. Right? Need, need to make sure. Another thing that we want to look at here is and understand what's happening in this world is that if we go to Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, verse 11. Ephesians 6, verse 11. Okay. And this is, is where it's our, uh, matter of fact, why don't we start at verse number 10. Okay. Verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay, so that's one thing we need to make sure that we're doing. Yes, it, things are heating up around here. It's getting warmer around here because of the conflict that's going on between good and evil in the world. And it's manifesting itself by the things that we're seeing happening around us. Okay, it's manifesting itself. But finally, be brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Regardless of what's happening, remember that God is in charge. I am his child and I know that God is powerful. So I'm not going to be concerned about my life or my family's life, those that I love. Okay, I will indeed be okay because Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Be strong in the power of his might. Strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Verse number 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now I say stand. Then line that word stand. It doesn't say you may be able to wobble and weak knees. It says so that you may, be, you may stand against the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles of the devil? The wiles of the devil. Wiles are things that's, that, 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 that's trickery. That's trickery. It, it, it's deception. It's the things that the devil does to throw you off balance, the things that the devil does to, 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 to make you become afraid, the things that the devil does to make you doubt that God is there. Okay? And you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Stand means that you stand your ground. You don't give in just because things may be going difficultly in your life. You stand your ground. Okay, against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, I could give you a whole sermon on Ephesians 6 here. I mean, and I, and I have done that, but I'm just going to just hit a couple of salient points here. You know, you, the, the things that we're battling in this Christian walk, walk of ours is not flesh and blood. It's, it's, it's not the people. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now you may think, that if I didn't have this councilman or this person in charge of my locality or my state or my country, if this person was not in power, then everything would be okay. Well, it's not that particular individual. It's the spiritual darkness that is guiding that individual. And that's what we as Christians need to understand. Okay. Your boss is not the physical enemy that is giving you a hard time on your job. It's that spirit of darkness that is driving that human being. Okay. And that's where it says that, that we wrestle not, we're not battling with, okay, flesh and blood. We're not, we're not wrestling with battling with people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay. So there's spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a strong man over every area, and this is a whole subject unto itself here. You know, you know, if you understand demonology and and spiritual spiritual hierarchies, and that's a subject that is so vast that I don't have time to do that now. But there there is a strong man that is assigned to every geographical area in this world, and that's spiritual darkness in high places. Okay, and that spiritual darkness in high places are are, are driving and influencing these individuals, these human beings that are in power in those places. Okay, so it's not the flesh and blood that we're fighting at. It's that spiritual darkness. And where does it go? It goes back to the garden. Okay, God said that there shall be enmity, okay, between her seed and your seed. Okay, all right. That's where it was established. So the war goes on. It goes on to say here, um, wherefore take unto you, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand on the line that again to stand. Okay, stand, not flop, not wimp out, not become weak and mamby-pamby, but to stand firm. You stand firm in your convictions. You know who you are in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And if you don't know Jesus, Lord and Savior, please, I beg of you. Oh, what my gosh, you know, don't spend any other time. Don't waste any other time. You ex- ask Lord Jesus to come into your life to become your Lord. Ask him. Repent of your sins. 
Say, Lord, I just repent of my sins. I can't do this life thing of by myself. I need you, Lord Jesus, come into my life and just take control because you need him. You need him. Believe me. What's going on? Things are getting hot around you. Things are beginning to heat up spiritually. They're getting hotter and hotter. Okay. He says, take on the whole armor of God. You may be able to stand in the evil day. We're in that, we're in that evil day. We're in that evil day. Look around you. See the things that's, that's going on. Look around you and see uh, um, um, how the children are being, being attacked in schools. The agenda now is parents don't have responsibility over the children. The state, the government has responsibility over the children. As such, then we're going to dictate what kind of education that they should get. Throwing out reading, writing, and arithmetic, throwing it out for other, 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 other devious things that they have in mind for children. At such tender young ages, I don't want to get go off into that now because, again, that's another sermon unto itself. But all of this is part of that agenda, okay, to keep our eyes off the Lord and take, take control of the children. Jesus said, suffer the little children. Suffer meaning allow. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for as such is the kingdom of God. But they don't want the children to come unto Jesus. Why? Because they know that if the children come unto Jesus, that Jesus' way, the, the word, will be uh, uh, propagated through the children. It will continue in our societies. They don't want that to happen. So if they can, they can pervert and manipulate and twist the children to think and grow up thinking the way they think, against God and everything that the Bible says about human relationships is wrong, Make the children believe that what we say about human relationships are, are right, then they're getting further and further away from God. So therefore, as we go on to be with the Lord and the children are still here, they will follow their ways. That's what the agenda is all about. And that's why things are heating up and getting warmer around here. Okay. All right. And, and the, the word, the word says it, put on the whole armor of God. You may be able to withstand an evil day. Well, we're in those evil days and having done all to stand. Okay. So God, again, is telling us, having done all of that, to stand. Stand firm, not wimp out, not wimp out. Amen? Amen? So now that we see, 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 see the why, you know, and we know who the enemy is, what does God want us to do? What does God want us to do? God tells us that while we are in this world, we are not to be like the world. Okay, let's go to John 17, verse 14. John 17. John 17, verse number 14. I have given them, I've given them uh, thy word and the word has hated them. This is, if you have a red letter Bible, these words are in red, meaning this is Jesus speaking. I have given them thy word, talking to the father. I've given them thy word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Okay. So if you're in Jesus Christ and you are not of the world. He says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Okay, now, we as Christians, we, we stand with our feet in, in, two, in two worlds, if you will. One is in the physical world, where we uh, use our physical bodies, and, you know, how we get around, we go to work, eat, you know, raise our families and go shopping and so on. That's our physical bodies. The other world that we are citizens of is the spiritual realm, okay, the spiritual world, okay? And don't forget, child of God, you, you are a spirit. The word of God says that we are formed, we are formed, we are formed in the image of God. Is God a physical human being with a physical body? No, he is spirit. So if we are formed in the image of God, that means that we are formed as a spirit. That is the real you. You are a spirit. Okay, okay. You you live in a physical body and you have a mind. You have a mind or a soul. And the mind is where it's the source of your, it's the seat of your emotions, your personality and things like that. But you are a spirit, okay? And, and, and where it says that, that they are not of the world, that is talking about the you, you, the spirit, you are not of this world, okay? It, even as he was not of the world. That's what Jesus is saying. He goes on to say in verse 15, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from evil. Okay, but thou should keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. He's saying it again. So get that through your mind, saint of God. You are not of this world. So that means that we don't have to go along with the stuff that's in this world. Okay? We don't have to go along. We don't have to commit ourselves to it. You are a spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide your spirit so that you can rise up and think the way God would want you to thought, think and not to, 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 to just go on and, and, and wimp out and become feeble and go along with what the world wants you to do and wants you to think. 
Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy uh, truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 18, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Okay, and then it goes on from there. Okay, but the main word I want you to see there is that God is telling us that we're not in this world. We're not of this world. Okay, okay, we're, we're in this world, but we are not of it. We have to to get around in this world, but in our our, our spirit being, our spirit man or lady. Okay, we are in the spirit realm, which is God's realm, and that should be the realm. That's our main uh, citizenship. Okay, the citizenship of heaven that keeps us in the citizenship of heaven. And why don't we go to Romans twelve? Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you be present, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, so that's the advice that he's giving us for this day and age. Okay, that while we are in this world, we're not of this world. And so therefore, we are not to be conformed. Verse number two, we're not to conform to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. So it means conformed to this world. What does that mean? That means that we don't give in and follow what the world wants us to do. We don't give in and become become uh, uh, accepting of the things that the that the world is trying to throw at us, at the agenda that they're trying to throw our way. You make sure that every single thing that you hear, internet, radio, TV, or whatever, or some other human being, you make you, you bounce that off the word of God. You bounce it off Holy Spirit before you go swallowing that hook, line, and sinker. Okay. And if you're in the word of God, and if you've been praying, and if you're letting Holy Spirit really guide you, okay, before you even go to 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 actually take the initiative of bouncing off the word off the word yourself, what you're hearing and what you're seeing, Holy Spirit in you will come up in you and will say, Don't believe that. Don't accept that. Okay. I don't know how many times I've seen and heard and watched someone speaking and, and the quietness of the Holy Spirit will come up and rise up in me and say, that's not true. That is not what I would want you to do. The Holy Spirit speaking to me is not what I would want you to do. Don't believe that. Don't follow that. Okay. And if you've been reading the, reading the word of God and if you've been in prayer and if you've been spending time with Holy Spirit, you will hear that also. You'll hear it also. And you'll know when you should or should not follow or believe or do something. Okay, because there are many, many shiny objects out there that are being presented to us today. Many things, on the other hand, are, are just flat out denying and contrary to the word of God. But yet still, though, many people want, want, want to go along just to get along. Well, saying of God, you're not of this world. Do not be like the world. Do not conform your mind to this world. Do, do not be conformed to this world. Be you transferred by the renewing of your mind. Okay. Ask the Lord to, to renew your mind, you know, to, 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 to let Holy Spirit just wash your mind, if you will, okay, to get you out of that thinking, okay? Renewing your mind is when you finally come to the realization that I do not have to follow what that person says. If that person is saying something contrary to the word of God, I do not have to follow what that person is saying. I don't have to believe that agenda. The word of God says this and says that that is entirely different from what the word of God says. That is not factual. That's not true. It's not in line with the word of God. So renew, Lord, renew my mind, cleanse my mind. Okay. Put on the helmet of salvation, which is to guard your mind. Okay. Rebuke that lying spirit in the name of Jesus. I, I rebuke you, foul lying spirit. Greater is, is he that is in me, the spirit of the living God, than you, foul spirit that's in this world. In the name of Jesus, be gone. I rebuke you, lying spirit. Because there are so many lying spirits out there today because that's how they want to, to, to pervert us and twist us and to get us to think the way they are thinking. So we don't conform to this world. Not at all. We're in this world, but we do not have to conform to it or live to it. Right. We see that if we go to Mark 7, verse 14, there's something else that we have to watch out to and to be, uh, to be aware of. Mark 7, 14. 7, verse 14. 
And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, hearken unto me, every one of you, hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entereth into him can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are they that defile him, defile the man. Okay, so he's saying there's nothing outside that comes into a man that can defile him, okay, or, or pervert him, twist him. But those that come, things that come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. So in other words, listen up now. When you see that in scripture, that means to listen up. Here, here, comes, here comes a dynamite truth, okay? If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it enters into his heart and into, but into the belly, it does not enter into his heart, but into his belly and goes out into the draft, purging all meats. In other words, if you're eating something, taken as an example, it goes into your belly and then it's passed out when you, when you eliminate. Okay. And it's passed out. And he said in verse number 20, that which cometh out of the man, that defiles him. Okay. So it comes in, you pass out. But what comes out of you, that's what defiles you. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Okay. All right. So what you see and what you hear, a person, how the person behaves and how they speak and whatnot, this is what defiles that person. And that, that is what gives us an idea of who they really are. Okay, of who they really are. It's what it's what it's what comes out of your mouth. And so we, as children of God, we are not to let we're not to let uh, a speech come out of our mouths. We're not to 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 say and to do things um, uh, that, would, that would that would tear down the kingdom of God. That would belittle what Jesus Christ did at the cross. And our speech and our actions can actually do that for us. It can wind up doing that. We can wind up there speaking against the things of God if we're not careful about what comes of our mouths. And so, therefore, our actions is very, very important that we watch what we're doing. Okay, and he continues there in verse twenty-three again. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Thanks to the world today, social media, the internet, more and more Christians are doing things that are not acceptable to God. Okay, if we go around talking what God is all about and, and, and the love and expressing his love and demonstrating through our actions who we are in Christ Jesus and why we do what we do, this is glorifying God. And in this day and age, it is hard to do. So we need to make sure that we're standing guard. We're being sober. We're being vigilant. And see, the problem is, is that the anonymity of email, texting and other social media make Christians feel safe and secure. You know, and it'd be safe and secure and they're not uh, seen by prying eyes and everything. But God sees. So, you know, watch what you're saying on social media. I mean, if you're not speaking the truth of God, maybe it's best for you to stay off of social media. And don't be taking hook, line and sinker for what you see on social media. You see, again, you know, it's the anonymity. People feel safe and secure by saying things in writing rather than face to face. Because they can't be seen. So they will say and do the darndest things because people can't see them. They feel safe. You know, I remember one time I had two people uh, um, on staff and uh, I think they were unaware that I was uh, blind copied on the email. Uh, but what started out is fairly, fairly innocent. Uh, but all of a sudden there was a disagreement in the email and one party fired off one that was fairly nasty and the other fire, you know, then retaliated with a stronger thing. And they went back and forth and back and forth and so on like that, back and forth. And, and these individuals sat right outside my office, you know, in, in, in cubicles and right out there. And I could see where it was heading. But it was because of the fact that they were hidden behind the emails that they felt safe and comfortable in firing off these things. They wouldn't dare say it to each other face to face. So I got up and I walked out there and I said, listen to you, you two um, come for a second. You two need to talk to each other face to face. Stop the texting, stop, uh, stop the emailing, but go talk to each other face to face and resolve the issue. 
Okay. Because I knew that as long as they were safe in their cubicles, they would just spew out whatever kind of hate, whatever, it, whatever they had to say to one up the other person. Texting and emailing can sometimes be a terrible thing. It's a wonderful tool, but it can also be a terrible, a terrible weapon because we lose, we lose sight of, of, of the human relationship that we need to have with one another, of the spiritual relationship we need to have with one another. Amen. Amen. So even, even, you know, don't get, don't get hung up in texting. Okay. I was in the car with two people one time and they were texting back and forth to each other. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. don't get caught up in that. Don't forget who you are. You're a child of God. Okay. Be, be bold in who you are, but also speak with love in your heart. Tell the, speak the truth in love, the word of God says. Okay. Speak to the person and edify them. If there's something going wrong with it, the way they're doing something wrong, they need to be built up. Don't speak words of destruction. Let Holy Spirit guide you in what needs to be said to that person. Amen. But don't hide behind the anonymity of texting and emailing because we see that today, that that is one big weapon that the devil uses against us, especially as, as Christians. More and more Christians are looking to other Christians and taking their actions as being okay just because they claim to be Christian. Yeah, it's getting warmer around here. You go following another person because they say that they are indeed a Christian, and you can't just go following them because they say they're Christian. Maybe they are Christian, you know, but maybe they're not letting themselves be guided by Holy Spirit yet, so you don't go following them. If you go following a person just because they say they're a Christian, you could be making a big mistake. You make sure let Holy Spirit again guide you, minister to you. And also, if you find that that other person, that other Christian is doing something that you perceive as being outside of the word of God or something God would not be done, then you pray and ask the Lord, how do I minister to them if you want me to? How do I minister to them to correct their behavior if you want me to? Or you pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, please open their eyes that they may see, open their ears that they may hear, open their hearts that they may understand. Okay, But just don't go following somebody simply, simply because they say they're Christian. Okay, Because the devil can use another Christian. Okay, the devil can use a devil can come and sit there in church. All right. So you make sure that you got Holy Spirit there guiding you. Amen. Amen. This is this is you know it, 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 it's getting warmer and warmer so gradually around here that if we're not careful we'll wind up being consumed and being a fire if our our eyes are not 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 uh, opened. Okay, and I won't say if you're not woke. I'll say if you're not awake. And there's a difference between woke and awake. And that's another sermon that I may be doing in the near future. Okay. But, but we want to be awake enough to hear Holy Spirit, to be strong, not to get caught up in this slow, slow, creeping deception that is going on out there. I always like to use the frog analogy. You know, if you, you, you put a drop of frog in some boiling water, you'll try to get out you know, jump and, and, and flap around and so on like that and try to get out until eventually the heat, of course, you know, would you succumb to the violent heat. But if you put a, a frog in, a, in a, a pot of cold water and just gently turn up the heat ever so slightly, ever so slightly, the frog is not aware of what's going on. And eventually he just kind of lulls off and eventually, obviously, eventually he's cooked. <laughs> He doesn't realize. He doesn't fight to get out of it. This is what I see going on today. There's a, a slow deception that is creeping in there, where it's becoming a, 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 a th- things of the devil are, are becoming acceptable to, to to the church and to Christians. Things around about us, you know, you know, are becoming acceptable. We we, we we tend to get used to it if we aren't careful. But don't get just used to it. Make sure that that that, that what you're following or believing in is in line with the Word of God. He doesn't want us to just sit around here and be like that frog and then just let things slowly, slowly creep up on us, you know, and, and t- until it's too late. It's getting warmer around here. We need to make sure that we just stay in touch with the Lord. Let Holy Spirit guide you. We don't have to become victims. Okay? We want to be victorious, not victims. We want to be the head, not the tail. And you can do that in your life if you just are willing to follow God. And if you don't know the Lord, again, I say, I urge you, you know, you need to come to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You really need to, because you look at what's going on around you today. We really need you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, please consider passing it on to someone that you know. 
okay? Be it a family member, friend, or, or even someone maybe that be giving you a hard time because God doesn't want them to perish either. They need to hear the word, amen? We can be found at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. If you look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified when these uh, messages become available. We're also on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries, simply that, Genesis One Christian Ministries. Uh, we still have our apps for Android and Apple phones, and the app can be found at the respective um, uh, app stores, uh, free of charge, of course. And you can download those apps and download the messages, both the audio version and of course, the video version, uh, you, you can download them. You can save them for later on to play in the car or play back on a, uh, a future date. Amen. Amen. The, 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 these uh, these messages um, uh, were originally started after COVID. You know, COVID started. I mean, I had been recording messages for some time in live services. But then when COVID hit us and everything, these messages were time to come out once a week for Sunday so that people could listen to them on Sundays. Okay. But now they go out roughly around Friday, you know. Friday, Saturday, uh, United States time, Western, uh, Western time, Pacific Standard Time. And I, I put them out a little bit early now so that now that people are back in church, you can download them and listen to them, and even during the week for that matter, or at nighttime. Save it for future reference. Amen. Amen. But I pray the message was a blessing to you. Um, um, our goal here is to just get the word of God out, that it should cover the entire world, to let every, everyone know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you can do everything through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Amen. Just be faithful and trust in him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, O Lord God. And I pray that as we go through the rest of the day and balance of the week, that we shall remember these words, O Lord God, as we take in the news that is around us, as we interface with other people on this earth, O Lord God, that we should always be mindful, dear Lord God, of who you are in our lives and who we are in you. Lord, we pray that these words will stick with us, O Lord God, and that the message shall be passed on as you so see fit, as Holy Spirit will so guide. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy name. I pray for every single listener out there, O Lord God. I pray that their their hearts and their eyes and their ears will be open to receive and to understand your word, O Lord God, because your word is only for their benefit, O Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We magnify thy name. In the master's name of Jesus, amen, amen. Again, praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. Here we are.